This is James Caswell, and you're listening to the Bonafide Hour Podcast. I guess, and maybe like I can learn something from you, you can learn something from me, who knows? But it should be a fun episode, and yeah, really looking to, really looking forward to discussing photography. It'll be like a holistic view, but just before we get into the discussion, um, I'll just introduce James, like how I know him, what I know about him, I guess. <laughs> um, so I've known James for about. I think like two years now yeah like roughly two years i was overseas in america i saw his instagram thought it was really cool messaged him from there just started hanging out doing a few photo shoots um and yeah it has really interesting aesthetic as well um and is very interesting character so i think you'll like his perspectives and james can say a little bit about himself how he feels about being on the podcast and all of that so Hello, how are you? Um, I'm very excited to be on the Bonafide Hour. Um, listen to, cu- to a couple, enjoy the... Wow, which ones have you listened to? I listened to the first one. Okay, that um, has like nearly 200 plays now. That's great. So crazy. Incredible. Yeah. Um, a little bit about myself? Yes, yeah, a little bit about yourself. Um, I am a photographer. I'd probably say sort of a portrait and yeah, just like a portrait photographer. Okay. Moving into more fashion stuff at the moment. Nice. But, uh, this is fun. Um, but mostly just been doing it for seriously for about two or three years now. Um, yeah, just excited to sort of take my photography and my aesthetic. To other mediums at the moment as I well. I believe so in you and your you. mediums. Thank you so much. I, I love all the well. mediums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like communicate with them? Like the like, mediums? Yeah. Um sometimes. No. I I think I don't I don't really look at like communicating with my the the, the medium, the photography is the like a communication, but more of like a cool, like I'm just like directing it yeah. what to do it's not really a it's not really yeah. a conversation okay fair enough and maybe it should be no I, th- <laughs> you know, I don't think so I mean I feel like your direction is pretty good like because I never know what to do with like hands or arms or mm. legs and it's good having like someone to just like say hey move that there move this there <laughs> <laughs> or you'll like kind of like set the scene I guess yeah, that's the hardest part yeah that's the hardest mm. part getting the atmosphere of the photo of mm. the photo I guess yeah yeah definitely Definitely. Um, I find that it's nice to like sort of, you kind of like, you kind of get to know someone very quickly when you're taking their photograph or stuff Mm. like that. Um, I don't know. Just like their, I don't know, the way they want to present themselves comes through very quickly when you're like, and you're like, okay, and now we're going to do it. And they, they, they like, you're like chatting like we are t- yeah. like now, just like talking. And then like suddenly everyone's like either very stiff or goes into like a, like a, a pose that they're sort of used to. And yep. This is what they wanted me to look. So it's nice to sort of sculpt that into something. That yeah. How much of like photography, I guess, and like maybe directing people is the person wanting to portray an image of themselves versus like the photographer wanting to portray an image of them, do you think? 
I think it it, it like is all contextual um, and like whether it is um, sort of like a paid work where the the subject the model is like sort of like let's say like doing like headshots or you're doing it for a, a, a pre-made brief um, that would be I think more directed by what they want to look like or you'd be yeah. you'd be following their brief but I think if it's just like sort of like um, as we've taken photos in the past like sort of like I'm just like oh come take some photos mm. um, I think that is much more like sort of how I wanted to represent you as in that context yeah true very contextual okay mm. interesting I guess maybe with context how mm. would you say um, like how would you describe your relationship with cameras in general um, I'm not much of a gearhead <laughs> have you heard yeah, this yeah. term before no explain elaborate um, so like a, you know there's um, some creative um, photographers and videographers um, some are friends of mine mm-hmm. um, who are like super like the new I, I keep looking at the microphone yeah there, look like, at it yeah let's um, look into the mic uh, <laughs> Michael and <Ichi>. uh, <laughs> um, um as I was saying the, there's some some people who are like want the newest gear and sort of like find solid like find that's really helpful to their craft which is good for them um i have always just sort of like maybe financially like sort of constraints as well but also just like do with what you have yeah of course really well i think that's a good point of like doing with what you have because a lot of the time not just like limited to photography but even with things like cooking like Mm. sometimes the less ingredients you have like the more interesting things that will come out of it Mm. because you're like forced like by these limits to like think outside the box in a way whereas like if you have access to a lot of material or like gear Mm. (laughs) (laughs) then uh, you might not be as inclined to think outside the box yeah absolutely absolutely many i'm sure a poor uni student has that's thought that same thing they're Mm. like this onion and zucchini (laughs) broth i'm about to make is amazing so delectable (laughs) (laughs) um no but it is i i do agree with you that like sort of like if you're like, oh, well, I only have this one light or I only have a this sort of crappy camera. Like, mm. Let's see what we can do. I think that you can level up more and more. But if you don't have, if you always have like all the gear and none of the creative energy, it'll never be very good. True, yeah. I oh. think, um, well, there's always a new angle, I feel mm. like. And it's that's maybe to me like what is fun about just taking photos because you may have like taken a photo of something before in like the exact same place at the exact same time Mm. but like maybe if you like go over there or like look at it from like underneath or like take Mm. some stairs and like look at it from top like Mm. it could give you a whole different perspective on that same thing yeah yeah i I get that i definitely get that i think um i think as you take like as i i do it probably like lots (laughs) (laughs) lots <laughs> <laughs> I do so I think like you get used to is you, you you find those magic moments where you see something differently come less often yeah. but you get you in, in place of that you get new things that you kind of um, that excite you like mm. what do you feel like at the moment is like exciting you like inspiring you um I think like taking as we were saying before like taking um my sort of photographic brain into new mediums or um because i've done um like worked on like a couple of music videos um very recently and sort of like making working to sort of make it sure it's like compositionally beautiful you mm. know each of the shots um which is nice that excites that's exciting because you kind of like i don't know just video work just it, seems more serious yeah okay. and more like i don't know why it's just like it's more like here and now and like everything's a video right now so mm, that true. could be it um or it could be that it just has more steps involved <laughs> yeah i think with videos like a lot of the time it can be a bit more daunting than regular photography mm. um because there are like more steps involved 
um, and there's more labor as well. But a lot of videos, I know for me, I like try to recreate a still image mm. in a way. So I think for me, there's like some kind of pressure to like imitate a photograph, mm. I think, because like there's something so like, I don't know, um, present about a photograph that you can't get from a video because it's always changing mm. and you're always wondering what's going to come next. Whereas with the photograph, you just have to take it as it is. Yeah. So maybe that can like be what's hard about videography is that yeah. like you're always having to think about the next move rather than like just appreciating mm. the one frame i mm. guess mm. i think like you i think video sort of um like tricks our brains a little bit to think that it it doesn't have the same sort of like like the amount of thought that goes into photography i think video because it's forever moving and it can like kind of trick your brain the motion can trick your brain into me thinking that it's less mm. um sort of considered or it's more spontaneous as you're saying um or like you sort of like in your in your in your brain but i think it's probably yeah just as considered or probably more um yeah but yeah that's fair <laughs> enough i think like Hmm. Yeah, with like photography and videos, there would obviously be a lot of overlap. Mm. And I think photography is always one of those things that is like compared to other mediums because it's relatively recent, I guess. Mm. Um, so do you feel as though like with in the same way that like you might be able to capture something better on video mm. that like maybe you can capture something better in a painting rather than a photograph? Like, um, I think like you could make the most realistic portrayal of something yeah uh would be in a in a in a photograph compared to a painting but i think it's important that all of them were created by a person that has had like um like a lack of a better word has their own like sort of bias or own thing they want to tell within that painting or within that photograph or within that video um so i think it's always important to just look at these things and be consider who the person was that was sort of taking it so like yeah it's it's interesting it's sort yeah. of like it's sort of <laughs> it's sort of difficult because then it, it extends out and i i think like you know yeah like like the person that's taking the photograph might not think that they're omitting something mm. um Maybe I'm I'm just putting this in the context of like documentary photography or something like that, or even just like fashion stuff. Like you're gonna sort of like maybe go from a low angle to make the subject that you're taking look in a certain way and mm. make the audience feel a certain way from that. Um, so it's always going to be sort of affecting um, whether or not you think about it, like you've considered it it's always affecting how the audience is portraying it. They can't look at it as not seeing that sort of... Yeah. Um, if, you got, if that Yeah, like having, I guess, like looking through a lens almost, like you can never fully directly experience it. It's like mm. through something else, which is an interesting yeah. point. I guess as well, I always think of like, um, like why it's... Like it's called a motion picture, I guess. Obviously, like it's moving pictures, but it's interesting like thinking about how movies still take so much from photos mm. um and that like you need to like have that inspiration from a photograph in order to like create a beautiful scene mm -hmm. like an image even though it is like still moving yeah in that way i think mm. yeah there's a lot of um i was watching master of none yesterday yeah, like the, the new, new series it's so good yeah, yeah it's very um it i wouldn't expect the season sorry to have that like style yeah. i don't know what i would expect <laughs> but i think it's yeah interesting how a lot of them are just like still images mm. um and it's very like intimate it's very cool i guess um not in keeping with like his original style which is cool yeah it is yeah. cool to like I, I think um change up and like focus in on that character um i've not watched it yet so i'm excited very excited too but yeah i think it's 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 cool to um sort of like i don't know like it's nice that like, and maybe he was responding like responding to 
the scene that he'd put the characters in. Yeah, so, definitely. From what I've seen from the trailer, I've watched. Yeah. It, it seems like a quieter, more intimate. For sure, yeah, just season. between the two people. Yeah. I guess, yeah, with like intimate photography, like how intimate would you say, like, would you like consider your photography intimate or like if there was a spectrum of intimate photography, is yours uh, like nudes <laughs> or is it like. Intimate to. Uh, to like, um, I don't know, like um, gov- official government Yeah, like official like, government photography. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the spectrum, yeah. like nude, intimate <laughs> photography and government. Government photos. Uh, yeah. Um, Where would you say you're on that spectrum? I think I've, I've never, like, I don't find that I, I want to take, like, I don't, I'm not drawn to, like, taking nude photography. Mm. Um, I get... I, I can understand um, there's a lot of different reasons that people would want to do it um, to to sort of um, express um, vulnerability or express empowerment within themselves mm. or within the subject. Um, but I've never found that I want to sort of um, tell that story. I think a lot of my work is sort of just... Um, kind of absurd strange thing like angles and stuff um so angular so (laughs) angular so everyone gets so upset about it i love standing on a ladder i love it it's cool it was Um, such like a unnerving perspective yeah i think for the viewer i think for me yeah I, i i like i i like to toy with sort of sort of a connection between the, the viewer and the or the audience and the, the photograph. Mm. Like, I always like to have a subject, like, looking directly at the camera um, in a lot of my photographs because it just sort of, like... I don't know, I just really like it. I just, yeah. like, I think it looks super hectic. That's it. Yeah, no, <laughs> good angle's always nice. Yeah. I love a bottom-up angle. Well, you mentioned, like, the th- relationship between, like, you and your audience do you mm. feel as though like you sought out an audience or like that your audience like kind of just gathered around your photography um i think i think it's like i think i've like oh sorry excuse <laughs> me okay. um i think that my like audience i think is is sort of different people I've met and um, I think it's a, there's a lovely scene here in Brisbane of supportive um, photographers supporting each other and um, like multi, like multidisciplinary, everyone's sort of like in the bucket having a, like yeah, hanging out, stuff, yeah. supporting each other. So that's, that's really nice. I think that was a nice base um, and just, yeah, people, yeah, I, I don't really... I wouldn't really consider, them, like, yeah, having an audience. Yeah. But I do. Like, I, even well, like, I feel like everyone has their own yeah. audience in a way because you're taking the photo so that someone else can view it. Yeah. So there's always a group of people that are going to be viewing it. Yeah. It's interesting, like... I know for me, I feel as though I, like, was seeking out an audience, like, to, um, like, see this particular style, mm. I guess. But I think now I'm kind of just, like waiting for that audience to come to me in a way. Like, I know that, like, if I just take a photo that I like or that I think um, looks nice, then, Mm. like, people will, like, seek it out. Like, there's always going to be some kind of, like, audience or market for, like, the particular style of photo that anyone Mm. wants to take. And it was a bit daunting at first because I was like, oh, maybe I should, like, curate my photos in a particular style so that I can get, like, a particular kind of, like, Mm. audience to like enjoy this Mm. but i think like audiences like change with time like people get older interests change so as long as you're like making stuff that's like true to yourself i guess yeah you know i agree i i think like the idea of um sort of having an audience is like relatively new and i think it's like a very social media sort of thing yeah that's true to like sort of um assume like oh, I don't know like like I'm very lucky that I have like uh, you know people who always like my work and um sort of I can use a pla- my platform to to get more work um but I think like before social media and stuff the you had to like people had to really hustle to get a, to get their audience yeah. and sort of maybe 
did have to tailor their work to sort of um, maybe sell better or um, sort of just at least get people engaged. Mm. Um, but so that's like something that I think is, is good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> How did you like start out in photography? Um, um, my grandmother. Hey, um, grandma. Hey, grandma. Hey, grandma. <laughs> um, we, I call her Anna. Okay, Anna. Um, Shout out to Anna if you're listening. Oh my god, <laughs> I need to call her. <laughs> um, but um, gifted me a camera, my f- a film camera, the Canon AV1. Manual, automatic. Uh, it is a manual oh. camera that you put the film in. Okay. And you do all the settings and. You know, that noises. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I sort of liked that a lot. And that was really nice. What did um, you like about it? I don't know. I think to start off with, and I, like self-roast, I think it was nice that you took photos of other people and they liked the photos that you took of them. True. Like the, I think it was the like really ego driven, like people liked the photos I took and it made them happy. That you made them look nice. Yeah, my, um, my my friend Emily was saying at like breakfast the other day. Even though mm. she like does painting, she was like saying how um like she does like commission work and stuff and like oil paintings mm. and painted this like picture of a girl and just like does a lot of like um female bodies and stuff mm-hmm. and then the girl that she painted it of was like oh my god i didn't know my body looked that nice so like mm. for her it was like nice being able to empower other people through her like painting and in mm. the same way as photography obviously like if the person likes it then the person likes the shit yeah which so. is nice <laughs> yeah it is it is it's a, it's a really nice feeling to um sort of make people feel um good about themselves and mostly mm. it started with like friends and stuff um while we're on this point i think like it's it's like interesting i uh, think something that sort of stays in my mind quite a bit is like that power of of like put into the photographer's hands to make the person look really good yeah. and like if that like you have to take that responsibility responsibility really seriously because if you don't make them look very nice or like that can be really damaging to other people mm. as well um i take photos at a, a queer dance um, event called shandy which is um run by some amazing um queer artists and people here in Brisbane but just like yeah like I get a lot of messages from people that like maybe their photograph I just like didn't take a good photograph Mm. but I get so many messages and I just would choose rather not to share that image with them than for them to feel like they're like feel bad about themselves to see that so usually I'd make it like I make an excuse or something um, be like oh the the film broke or something you know yeah. You know, because you just don't like you know. It's it's especially in our image-based world. You mm. don't want you don't want to add to people's anxieties. Everyone's yeah, very feeling. preoccupied with their image as well. Yeah. So. Mm. Mm. How have you found taking photos like at Shandy? Um, I think it's it's pretty fun. Yeah. I really like the energy of it. Um, I like that a lot of people come to like serve looks okay uh, they come they look like they're dressed to the nines and they're like they're like having a great time yeah. so it's really nice to capture that energy um a fellow photographer of mine oh excuse me um you're excused <laughs> <laughs> can you use that one next I hope, time guys <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone at home also <laughs> excused me um uh, another photographer also takes photos there mm-hmm. um, and their name is Seamus Platt who's an amazing photographer who's very inspirational to me um, and th- together we sort of take photos um, and sort of like their work is much more both of them are like very portrait based yeah, but yeah. their work is much more stylized in terms of like setting the scene they have a um, sort of like a external flash and they get the person to like pose in a very certain way and Mm. my work for shandy in particular is a lot more like on the dance floor or like quick like sort of like point and shoot in the face 
um, with consent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, to make sure that they, um, so, so getting like both of those perspectives because, um, to cap, so my mind's more of capturing the sort of energy of the space and, mm. and their work is much more like sort of portraits and making, so both, are, both fit together really well, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think, I think it's really interesting to take photos, um, when you get to take photos of people that you don't sort of wouldn't interact with in on your like day to day. Like yeah. they're not, they're not like your close friends who you're hanging out with and mm. stuff. It's just like seeing and speaking with people, um, with an entirely different background and entirely different. And you have one thing in common and it's like your love for this event and stuff. Yeah. And just, like, I love that. Like observational time. photography. It's yeah. cool. Cause it's such a good way to like, um explore people's like lives and stuff mm. like um i think that humans of new york photography book is really interesting mm. uh it like is on like the new york times like bestseller list or mm. something but i think they did like a version it's like humans of the world now yeah so it's like a, a bunch of like different people from different cities and they just like photograph random people on the street and like ask them about their lives and stuff and it's interesting because yeah my uber driver said this the other day it's so cliche <laughs> but everyone has a story <laughs> so you gotta understand this story i hope you, I hope you gave them five stars <laughs> yeah I, yeah you gave, i gave him five stars he's so wise I'm i know sure is, yeah. just on my drive <laughs> Um, yeah but it was cool like um reading the book just flicking through it yeah um yeah i do love that observational lens as well yeah it is nice it's nice it's also yeah yeah i i I think those those sorts of books are really good to like sort of introduce people to different perspectives Mm, and stuff like that definitely Yeah. yeah how do you think um kind of the label of like photography or like photographer Mm. um sits with you do you feel as though like it's a little exclusive to professional or like is it is it fine can anyone like label themselves as a photographer um what do you think I think anyone can label themselves whatever they'd like, this but true, it depends yeah. on if they do it very well. Yeah. Um, I don't really mind if someone calls themselves a photographer because it doesn't really, like, it doesn't affect me mm. or my work. Um, I think it's, like, important to, before you're labeling yourself with these sorts of things, to understand, like, the skills that are involved or yeah, are expected to be yeah. understood. Um, I think like in this like very image based world where everyone has a f- camera in their f- pocket, all that stuff. Um, anyone can say that they're like sort of a photographer, but without, um, sort of, um, a skill level or an understanding of what they're doing. Um, it, it, it's just like, it, yeah, you'll just get into trouble. Yeah. I don't know. Course, yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know. You will. But like. But like as well, like I don't want to, like I don't want to gatekeep anyone. Like yeah. you know, if you want to be a phot- like call yourself a photographer yeah. and you just shoot, to- take photos on your phone, like that's fine as well. It doesn't really matter mm. um, as long as you're like, sort of, um, have a. I think like having the intention of a vision and the intention is there to like, not just it's not just a photo on a phone, but like or like it's not it just the photograph has a meaning or purpose yeah. to it is most important. No, definitely. Um, yeah. I think personally, like with the term photographer, I think it can be just exclusive, like making it hard for people who are maybe interested in mm. like getting into it because like it can seem so like professional and there's like so much to it and people don't know if like they can like do it. And like mm. maybe if you just have like an iPhone or like a Samsung or some, <laughs> like smartphone. Shout out to the smartphones yeah, out there. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Then maybe some people will be like, oh, but I just have, like, a regular phone. Like, I don't even know if I can, like, ever, you know, get to that, like, mm. level. Or, like, what is involved, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I can understand. I definitely can understand what you mean. Um, I think that, like, just, I, I think it's just important to, if, if you sort of feel like there's, if you feel like there's sort of, a, um, you feel anxious about being able to progress into a, into the craft or something like that. It's important to like 
respect the steps that you have to take and and i think we're like we live in a very lucky world where there's so many online tutorials and um you can connect with people around the globe to teach you things um but i think with any craft like whether it be painting or printmaking or photography or something like that um without it 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 feels like a a mountain to climb because it is you you you, there's a lot to learn um and if you don't respect that you'll never you you won't be able to to progress get and get, get to that peak yeah, yeah. okay get to the summit <laughs> i'm i'm not even at base camp <laughs> um but you know if that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah no there's yeah definitely a lot of like things you'd have to learn beforehand um yeah it's just an interesting point because i feel like sometimes with certain job labels that are also hobbies mm. it can feel like um a bit daunting for oh, people to get into yeah kind of I, I understand yeah. that. Oh, no, that, 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 I, when i look at it like that no i can i completely i get mm. it now i get what you mean now um like in yeah sort of it is it's sort of like it can be like especially like everyone like just with like their, they want to just take nice photos of landscapes or something yeah yeah and i think i think the problem or maybe this is how I'd look at it. I think a lot of the problem comes down to how much we sort of monetize our hobbies at the moment. Um, or like, or we pre- feel at times to be pressured to monetize, like make, like if we're doing a hobby, it has to, we have to be the best at it or we yeah. have to be selling it and it has to have value. Um, and, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't have it. to have value. It doesn't have to have value, value. guys. Come on. It can, the value doesn't have to, or like, it doesn't have to have monetary value. Mm, it, has to, it can be like value to yourself or to your spirit or, um, but no, I know what you mean. I completely, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Even like I've started DJing just for fun yeah. as a hobby. Yeah. Like, that's a good get, example. Yeah. You get stuck in that thing where yeah. you're like, where you're like, why am I not DJing so much? It's like, I don't want to DJ that much. Yeah. I just want to. It's like, just fun. It's <laughs> a good hobby. Do it for fun. For sure. It's, I don't know. We get, especially like, yeah. And there's so many points with like certain hobbies. It's like, do I pursue this? Um, like, and make it into a job mm. and like, do I have to do that? Or like, can I just like, you know, keep it as a hobby and like yeah. just have it as a hobby and an interest. And mm. it's, it's hard because obviously you see so many people doing it like so successfully, like in social media um, and maybe in real life as well. So you're like, oh, maybe I do want to do it as a job. But I think, yeah, I'm always an advocate for just like keeping a hobby as a hobby. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I was going to monetize this podcast like mm. ad wise, but I decided... Maybe not. I don't mm. know. Maybe in the future. Like, I set up a Patreon, but that's just, like, donations and yeah. stuff. Um, I don't know. It's hard, like, knowing when to, like, monetize stuff, especially photos. But Yeah. I think if you're doing it for someone else, always monetize it. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you're taking photos for your friends or a friend's band who you support or... Like, just, like, headshots and stuff. It's fine. But if someone approaches you, like a tip for the kids at home. Yeah, uh, If someone approaches you. Just a tip. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) Can we bleep that? Um, um, But, no, like, if, if someone approaches you and you don't know them or you... Like, the, the, you should value your time as well. On the same, on the same, like... If it is just a hobby, but also value your time and the time mm. you're putting into something. Yeah. If, I, if it's not love. Yeah, I didn't know like how to price things as well, especially photos, because there's like, um, I never want to make people pay too much. Mm. But then at the same time, I'm like, got to think about the amount of time and effort and energy it took to like get the film developed, buy the film, yeah. like the price of the camera, like getting to the location or whatever. Mm. Um, and then when you factor all that in, it's like, people were saying oh yeah no the price you're asking is totally reasonable like, yeah that's you know, fine absolutely and usually i think the the toughest thing for not only not only you in this situation but i think a lot of different photographers would be um like how we we are constantly surrounded by images and and like influences and people online the con like creating content constantly yeah devalues the sort of time that photographers put into the, into yeah, the work as well. Yeah, true. Um, Do you find yourself, like, 
imitating images or is do would you say like a lot of your work tends to be more from yourself um i think only like a fool would say that they can take that like can um exist in a vacuum like of course i'm constantly influenced by amazing photographers around the world um through the the magic of instagram i get to look at their work um so i'm constantly inspired by other people um i don't like to like copy their work but but i think i'm definitely like inspired um and i usually would take unless it's like a very casual shoot Mm. most of the work i'm doing currently and for the last like year or so has been sort of like i've i've collect collated a, a, a little bit of work um, a, co- a collection of photographs that me and the person I'm working with sort of that's where we want to take the vibe of the shoot yeah um, if you as long as you're c- taking things from multiple sources and you're truly collaborating with the subject or maybe like the makeup artist I'm working with or something yeah then I think you you won't get in trouble you won't get into strife of like you're not going to steal the idea because it's yeah, completely it is course. it is the, the still that spontaneity of the the working together but I think you I'm still you you're always definitely drawing from a, a lot mm. of inspiration yeah definitely it's like knowing the line I guess between like intellectual property um mm. and then just like intellectual renting you know i like that because <laughs> yeah. well i do a lot of renting i rent I, now yeah absolutely <laughs> so, yeah i'm renting yeah it can be expensive but you know worth it in the long uh, run some some images live rent free exactly like, well. <laughs> constantly taking them yeah um, do you have like a favorite photographer at the moment um i have two um probably like there's a um LA based photographer named um Nadia Lee Cohen. Okay. Who's very, very cool. What kind of um, stuff does she do? She did a series, a book called Women, um, that was sort of very stylized, very surreal, um different sort of um portraits of, of women. Um sometimes they're celebrities, sometimes they're just like um stylized like housewives or things like that and very very like um yeah i don't know surreal like yeah um out of its time kind of yeah anachronistic (laughs) yeah i'll show you um i know this is a this is entirely audio based but i'm gonna say say james is kind of showing me her instagram but i'll Uh, link it in the description (laughs) so um that's cool very cool like sort of like um talking about um sort of americana in the 20th century like um women in vulnerable positions um as well like yeah yeah that's really cool very interesting Mm. and then the other one as well um, I knew oh. you. <laughs> it's the hardest thing when someone asks you. Yeah, for sure. I love putting then, people on the spot, though. Yeah. Well, if you give me like just ten seconds, I will find the photographs. You got time. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like I think it's it's we're very lucky in the current climate like with instagram and and pinterest and things like that we're mm. like we're constantly inspired um with my like sort of inspiring my perspective work um the byron spencer who is okay. i think sydney based currently um he does some very cool stuff um sort of juxtaposing um sort of like hyper magazine style work with um intense uh like sort of angles which yeah, i love nice. you, uh, we love your angles love my <laughs> angles um and like and like sort of like um also a, like a lens of i don't know like old sort of uh, some of his images are like a little bit um homoerotic as yeah. well at times which we love we still love <laughs> um, but yeah like like sort of like that sort of stuff but but not not stereotypically that but yeah. just like sort of like a very like strange like fisheye lens or mm. and like a really weird 
angle. Yeah, but the fisheye is such a weird like concept. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, so like, strange. The perspective of a fish. Like yeah. why? <laughs> I don't. I mean, they make for cool photos and it's very nice. But it's like I guess like bird's eye photography. People are always obsessed with seeing things from animals' point of view. Yeah, it's weird how that like happens, even though. Like, I think they're probably just using it as a as a metaphor. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I love a fisheye. I think they're so silly, but it's like it's kind of nice because it it this is like the this is my like premium mm. like stupid mind. But I'm like this is like it it reminds people that they're looking at sort of um, the 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 image is not meant to be taken as. Uh, sort of like we were talking about before, like like a like reality, like yeah, it kind of takes yeah. us out of that reality and like really hyper, make sure that people are like, this is a really strange image that I'm looking at, and not like this is not what this person's supposed to look like. It's mm. totally like and focusing is, their yeah, yeah. attention because it's so hard to grab people's attention and keep it. Mm. So I guess fish eyes is definitely a good way of doing that. It just reminds me, I don't know when it was made. I feel like fish eyes seems very nineties. To me, I don't know if that's true or that's well, just me. There was, um, like, the fisheye lens uh, lens history. Um, I'm pretty sure. So there was like, it was. I think the first one was made in like the 40s or 50s, um, and it was very popularized with um, bands in the 1960s. If you look at like um, like the Jimi Hendrix Experience or um, sort of like those sorts of bands, like those sort of psych bands. Um, and they had like the super intense fish eye and it like the, the made a circle on the, the film oh, and cool. they put that onto the, the cover. And that was kind of like a sick vibe um, for, you know, like, like, I don't know that was like, that's probably, that's where it was like popularized. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it sort of like has developed into like more controlled, and um, I think like the ultra wide angle was like synonymous with the nineties. Um, mostly, I think maybe because of like the sort of really intense, glamorous garments that they were mm. wearing, and like sort of like wanted that sort of excess and like exaggerate some parts of their body like the shoes or the yeah you know you think about like the those like like 90s um music videos with them like it's like super wide fish yeah. eye and like sort of like they're dancing in the center and then there's like weird like green screen stuff happening yeah. around them such a great way to like accentuate things that might just be a little bit boring on mm. their own or maybe they're like interesting but then you can just take it to that next level yeah i think just I that guess. next level yeah um definitely um but yeah love a fish eye mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. Okay, cool. <laughs> Is there anything that you don't like taking photos of? I don't take lots of landscape photos. Um, I don't like to take photos of... I don't like it when people take photos of homeless people. That really annoys me. Yeah. Um, like, I'd never do that. But um, I think... Yeah, I don't think there's there's many things that I'm like, I would never take that photo of that. But just not many landscapes. How come but, landscapes? Because I'm not very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> so if I can't do it yeah, well, I, um, I think there's But some, you said before, <laughs> you don't have to be the best at your hobby. Yeah, I know. So I need to be better. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, this isn't a hobby. This is my job. True. Yeah, it's I a job now. True. This. There you go. Um, shocking. Shocking. That's cool. Um, but no, I think, I think like, I think I just don't like landscapes because... I've seen people do it really, really well, mm. and I've just not been attracted to that stillness that you have to have within yourself. A to take a landscape photo, yeah, true. To, and like, yeah, and like, while I, I consider composition in my work, the co- like c- composition and the without a without a subject, without a person that people can connect to into the photograph, you have to work so much harder on those photographic elements to make it an interesting image because mm. um, mm. like you can get away with a poor like composition or a poor like poorly lit or something when the person's making an interesting expression or yeah. looks really cool in their garment but 
when it's just like a, like the trees you have to you work have to make so, a tree you have to make a tree a tree it. you yeah. know Interesting. I never thought about it like that. I was just like, oh, people set up the tripod. Yeah. They do this shit, then they leave. Like, <laughs> like yeah. that's cool. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. What are some things that you like taking photos of? Like, what do you find yourself constantly coming back to? Um, I, I always like, I'm always, I feel most comfortable taking like studio photographs because it's sort of the most I've done and you can control so much in that space. Mm. Um, so I feel like I can always rely on that sort of, like I know all the bits, I know what yeah. all the bits are going to do. So you can kind of, you feel really in control. How much of photography is about like being in control for you? Cause I guess you obviously don't like landscape. <laughs> you want to be <laughs> in a studio. Don't at me. So. Yeah. I think maybe like, I think, I think I'm not uh, within my craft. I'm not. I'm not looking to sort of um, have m- spontaneous moments. Of, mm. I think it's all. I I, I want to try and control as many of the bits as possible. That so the spontaneous moments can be. You kind of like setting up for those spontaneous moments because the best photographs are always the people when like maybe a person is like caught off guard or they're sort of moving and they look cool in that movement um but for me at least it's about controlling as many parts around that so that part can is the the main sort of shine yeah (laughs) i feel like for me i always like having spontaneity i just like um inspiration kind of just like strikes me at really random moments and so Mm. many of my photos are like things i wouldn't have if i wasn't in that place at that time Mm. i feel like so it's fun like that way for me but i obviously don't have like uh like i don't have the gear (laughs) 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 so i can't you know do the studio shit but like it's cool but i think i think yeah yeah, i think it's it's nice that you've you've noticed that within yourself and Mm. you get it kind of you're always ready and you always have that eye open um because i I don't think it's bad, but I think I definitely am just like my eye opens yeah. when I am in, in that scene, you know, like when I'm in my space mm, ready definitely. and I like when, where, yeah, I think, and like, um, because I do it not as often, it's not always open. It can be more, um, intensely open yeah. in that space. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Like you're like ready you can serve your energy for that like flow state when you're when you're working within the studio or within with the client with yeah. a, with a person that you're photographing do you ever like get moments where like your flow is just stuck like you have creative blocks with photography like you don't know yeah yeah definitely. what to do like how to angle it yeah i think um i think like a lot of my work recently um has been doing a lot of like editorial stuff so it's always I, I don't find it as creatively stunting because I'm always working with someone else mm. so that collaboration always kind of spurs you on and if if maybe you get stuck there's someone there to discuss it with or yeah you kind of just I'm like oh well I'll try this True. because it's also like you don't want to let them down um the model the the makeup artists, the people that you're working with. Um, so you kind of just like stay on. Um, but I think coming up with ideas is probably where I get stunted. It's yeah. like sort of like you're like, oh, I know. I can't just do another fish eye shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, like it's just like, yeah, I, I don't think. I don't, I don't think I've like, it hasn't been like, I've never had like an intense period of not being able to come up with ideas. Okay. It's just like maybe a day or two that you're yeah. just like, ugh, everything sucks. I'm a terrible photographer. You know those, you yeah, know those artist those moments. moments. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the pain <laughs> of the artist. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Mm. No, that's um, a good point though I feel like sometimes I go through it like a lull and like not knowing what to do but um, I think I always those lulls kind of are 
good in a sense like because it helps me i get more energy for when i do have like more inspiration Mm -hmm. i guess i mean that goes for everything but i guess like particularly photography for the purposes of this This (laughs) This, podcast podcast. um i think i think also back to what we were speaking about earlier um it's it's interesting it's it's difficult because it's sometimes you do need to give your mind that rest as Mm, well um and putting pressure on it to come up with ideas you're like as you say like it it's kind of you you have a lull and then coming back up the yeah. ideas will be better but if you don't let your brain rest or let your ideas rest you might not get back up to that this is true if you're just constantly you might not get to this really good idea if you're just sort of like coming up with like these tiny ideas because you're sort of forcing yourself to mm. yeah yeah you need a step ladder yeah <laughs> <laughs> you love stepladder. a step ladder though. I love a step ladder. I love a ladder. Um stepping up onto things and shooting downwards. Mm. Um because I just want to be a bird. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's um, I guess as well, maybe separate, but how would you say obviously you're behind the camera a lot of the time, but uh, when you are in front of the camera, how do you think that you've maybe overcome like camera shyness? No way. Um, it's hard. It, when, when you're in front of the camera, you find out, you really respect the, the model or the person you're photographing so much more. So I think it's always good to try modeling if you wanted to be a photographer um, because you understand sort of the, the pressure, but also how much prompting that you'd be able to see how much prompting someone needs. Because some people are really good at it. Some people are really good at modeling. I'm not. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> Shockingly. Um, so, like, yeah, like, some people are really good at it. Um, but I think when I was forced to be in that position, it made me understand a lot more. Mm. Um, how to overcome camera shyness. Um, sort of just, like, don't think about it. Yeah, that's a, like, that's a shit thing to say. Wow, isn't such it? good advice. Yeah, no, just like, just like, um, if you're with a good photographer, they will direct you, mm. um, and make sure you feel comfortable. Um, and I think the main, like, them, that, well, I, I could not overcome. Like, I, I overcame my camera shyness because of the context that I was in, but, um, like. Uh, if you have if for photographers if you have like a, a model that is camera shy mm-hmm. making sure that you're engaging with them um, constant positive feedback um, and sort of like very direct you have to be very direct and um, but also just asking them about themselves and not yeah. a in a non like sort of biased way just having a conversation mm-hmm. with them having a connection with them will make them feel more comfortable and you'll be able to capture something better. True, I like that. Yeah, because it's so much more about just the fact that subject is in front of lens. It's more so like subject is like in front of a mirror. Yeah. And like they're like thinking about all the stuff that's like going to be out in the world about them and like being reflected back to them as well. Mm. Like what the camera is going to reflect back to them about themselves and maybe they don't like. So if you can offer that kind of positive reinforcement, it helps them like just be a little a lot more at ease in the situation. Yeah, um, definitely. And then also makes them realize that it's not as scary as yeah, it is. But, but it is scary. It's, it's still scary. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do it. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> People, someone the other day asked me um, if I modeled. And I was like, no. no. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. do What do you think of, um, like photography being so like accessible now it's interesting like seeing the a uh, kind of gradual progression of it from something that used to be very like expensive like there's big fo- mm. um, cameras and like it takes so long to wind up and like take the photo and then slowly over time like companies sought to bring it out of the hands of just an individual and into the collective society so yeah. do you think like that has had more benefits or has like saturated um, um photography I think it like so like um there were companies like 
like Kodak and, and those sort of like companies that made cameras for like tourism. And that was like the main vibe. Um, the main reason that sort of like if cameras came out of um, science or art, like artistic expressions mm. um, or document, like more like more generally documentation like stuff. Yeah. Um, and like they, they saw a market in like sort of tourism and people, um, family life wanting to sort of um, capture that, um, which I think is good. I think that's a positive. I think like it's it's good that like more and more people are just able to sort of document their life in, yeah, in whatever they, way they want. I think that's really good. I think there are negative aspects to it, um, but I don't think that's because of the the, the craft, like the, the the medium. I think it's like social pressures um, and like being able to um, sort of take photos um, and very quickly manipulate them, Mm. Um, whether that be like a trick of the lens or with programs, um, can be, can have a really negative effect on people's um, self-worth or like just like, because it it constantly sort of taking in images of um, things that maybe people don't understand have been manipulated. Um, it's problematic, but I think overall the, um, being, having the, the more people being able to share their stories is a net, net positive. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, even if it is a bias, even if you, the, the photographer have a, um, a bias on what you want to take, how you want to represent the subject that you're taking mm-hmm. photos of. It's nice, like it's good, like that, whoever is taking the photos, it's you want to tell this, like it's good that they can tell their story, and yeah. even with just their camera, like Definitely. with their phone, yeah, which is good. Do you like um, find yourself? I guess you mentioned before, like about editing and like self worth. Do you find yourself editing your photos more so than just leaving them unedited? Um, I think at a professional level, you there's always an expectation. Mm. Um, that yeah, that they edited, edited. Um, of course. Like, yeah, I I don't think I over edit in terms of like um, skin fixing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and so no face tuning. No face tuning <laughs> for me. No face um, But another thing, sometimes like when you're working with a client, like a um, a, a subject, like if if they kind of have a breakout things like that are not permanent. Mm. Um, I think it's nice. Like it's good to, 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 if if you wanted to, like you you can leave it raw, but I think if you want to keep on that sort of conversation, what we're saying about making sure that they feel good about themselves, removing those things that are not permanent, like, like pimples and stuff like that, because they're going to go away. um, Sort of is, 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 I I think is a good, like is a fine thing because, Mm. um, yeah, like it, it, it makes them show shows them as their best. Yeah. In terms of that, I think I only find it problematic when people, um, m- like manipulate the shape of the body, yeah, or the shape so of the face. Yeah. Um, is where I'd I'd like I have like a hard line of not doing that. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you mentioned like um showing like their best. Do you think that there are like inherently good sides, like? Or does everyone have multiple uh, good sides? I think I think um, you need to make a connection with your subject, with your with the person you're taking photos of, um, and understand what the best things about them are. Or try in in the you know in the little bit of time that you're taking, whether it's a, like if it's a friend, you know that like they their smile is really nice or something. Mm. But if if it's a model that you're just working with for like a couple few hours. You have to try and communicate with them to understand what is the best part about them um, or in your obje- in your yeah. subjective yes, view. Um, I don't think I don't think there is a objective best side to someone or like if they move their body this way, yeah. it will look make them look nice. I think um, if I said that, it would make me sound like that's a, a, a bad view yeah. to hold. You should try and just make sure that you're taking photos um, and making the person um, be look the most themselves in a, in yeah, a, in a positive way. I think it's, yeah, very, um, I guess, 
I just think about it because it's funny. Like people will be like, "Oh, get my good side," as mm. if there's only like one good side. Um, and mm. I think maybe a lot of that is like when people have taken a lot of photos of themselves, so then they only think that like this one vision or like angle mm. of themselves is their like good side. Mm. But if you are like collaborating with someone else, then they can like get to know you, like you said, and like bring out all these like different perspectives and like mm. sides of you that you may not have thought were like even a side to begin with. Yeah. Let alone I, like a good side. Yeah, so I think I, it's cool. I think that yeah, I completely agree. I think it's mm. nice when you just like put the trust in someone else yeah. to make sure that you look nice or yeah. you might see something in, uh, that you like about yourself that you've you've never seen. Yeah, which is exactly. nice. Right. Very good. I mean, in terms of like seeing stuff, I always see a lot of photos on my camera roll, just mm. on my phone that I have taken and just like never look at again. Mm. And I was watching this like online video about like decluttering your like camera roll. Yeah. And this guy was like super into it. He was like, yeah, it's like meditation. Like it's like yoga. Like you need to do it. Like declutter your photographs. Cause I just take so many photos on my phone that I just never look at again. Like, oh, this food is so good. I'm going to like remember this so I can take a photograph of it. But mm then I just, it's like just dead in my camera roll archives. Yeah. <laughs> and I just yeah. have thousands and thousands of photos. But now it's at the point, it's like, do I go through and delete all these photos in my camera roll or do I like just keep it as it is? Because maybe like, it's nice having that archive. Yeah. I it's, don't know. Like, do, you, do you delete many photos of your camera roll? Like, how do you approach it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I don't, um, I I think that's one like it's 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 a interesting sort of a dilemma for a lot of people um having sort of like when I shoot on film I keep the negatives so that's a that's an archive that I can keep um but digital archiving is is much more sort of like loose and it's like I think because uh, most of my professional work is done digitally once you've done with the client once they have the photos you kind of just i'm like oh why should i keep these yeah. i'll keep the end result mm. but why keep the thousand photographs yeah, of course um but then you're like own personal camera roll like oh, on your cam- phone on, on your phone, phone. Okay. In, on my phone no i don't i don't delete them i oh, you don't no how I, long have you had your phone for i've had my phone this phone mm. in my hand right now um i've had it for like less than a year but you know you i, I brought a few like I've, I've i've backed up all the photos from the f- previous phone oh, onto, onto this my, phone yeah, oh, onto, your computer? onto my computer okay so i have them um because it is nice to go back and look through sometimes yeah, it is so i think nice. like yeah but decluttering is also like you have to because you, you only have, have a certain amount of gigs. Yeah, you got that. You got that limit. I can't, True. Yeah, I can't. I can't afford. It. I can't, but then I don't I, know what I to delete. <laughs> like, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Delete photos of your ex. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PSA to everyone. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it's hard. It is. I think we've covered pretty much everything. Mm. There was some. Um, topics or points that we didn't get to, I think. Um, but do we can just go through them now quickly. Yeah, let's do a quick if you fire. Want. Okay, quick, quick fire, fire around. I'll respond. All right. Very so, quickly. what do you think about the um, like kind of efficiency of digital photography compared to the nostalgia of film photography? Um, I think that um, lots of lots more people shoot on film than um, people sort of understand. Like a lot of professional magazine photographs and things like that are usually shot on medium format film. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they look really cool. Yep. You get a certain <laughs> look of them. So I think both still have a merit in 2021, um, but the efficiency of di- digital film f- photographs will always... Yeah, it's um, perfect. Okay, how many cameras have you had? Um, I think I've probably had maybe 12. 12. Right, maybe right now Whoa. I own... I, right now I own four of the 12 um, because lots of them break Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and what's your favorite time of day to take photos like if you're just outside Uh, if I'm outside uh, like the 
I like, like, it was like, oh, now I like a really harsh. You like a harsh morning like line? a harsh middle day oh. line. Like, like a 1 p.m. That's like, it's like <laughs> the person's burning and I'm yeah. like sweating. It's like, it's like terrible. It's an awful experience yeah. for everyone. But. Oh, God. But sometimes like that's nice too, I yeah, guess. You get those harsh um, shadows on the Yeah, you got to see the sweat. You got to see the sweat. You got to see the sweat. You got to work for of it. Of course. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what we're... Um, and black and white photography or color for you? Color, um, always color. Probably, I don't yeah. know. They all have context mm. that you sort of work with them, but I like color because you can kind of make it. There's more bits to um, to play with. Oh, of course, and just two last topics as well. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about like photography as being a way to capture like movement? Um, I think it's good. I think I've um, experimented with that sort of work a lot. Um, I think, cap- you know, like having more of a, a juxtaposing the stillness of an image with sort of like a, a movement in, in the subject or within the camera can kind of get really interesting results. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, and then a final question. Yes. Um, like, you know, when people like digitized photos like when they make them color like black yeah. and white photo photos like color ones yeah like what do you think of that uh, <laughs> <laughs> um like you mean like 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 if there's a black photos. and white photo like an old photo yeah. then someone like digitizes it and nice. makes it like, i think color. i watched um a documentary that was like sort of like digitized and colorized all of these like world war one footage and i think it like I think it's really nice. I think it, for me, at least, it um, made you made it more of a connection with the the people. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, like I think black and white photographs, you kind of like that's old, that's mm. old school. But like when it's colorized, you kind of can understand that these were people that were like had stories and yeah, like for sort sure. of experiences. Mm. So no, I, I found that sort of thing very powerful, and I try and put that into a context. Mm. I think it's also interesting when people will like. Um, use black and white photos like from the 1960s to make it seem like it was old but they had colour photography yeah. in the 60s so it's weird how that like came about yeah yeah, yeah but it was very expensive yeah true. <laughs> yeah still is mm. well yeah I think that's everything um, thanks so much for your time today James no it was such a fun discussion thank you for having maybe me maybe you'll be on in future episodes who knows if he has the time if he wants to <laughs> come on he's a very busy man so <laughs> We'll see. Uh, I look forward to it. Thank you so much. No worries. Bye. Bye.